You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, partners and dribblers, welcome back to another All Talk Best Of. We had so many hot studs through the door this year that we had to break it over two episodes. First up, Matt Rogers. Heard of him? Yes, you have. Joy International and a jewel in our crown, sporting crown. Liked it. Thank you. Matty talking about Origin, his debut for Origin and probably some other things more specific to Origin. Obviously, the notes that I'm reading here just says Origin. So, you know, is he talking about single Origin coffee? Is he talking about state of Origin football? Is he talking about the origins of life? life? Was it comets? Was it like an asteroid that was carrying microbial life to Earth and that sort of seeded life here? Is that what Matt would be talking about? Potentially. I can't recall. You'll have to find out. I imagine it might be State of Origin. And, and but we can't oh, be sure. Might be his Origin debut. I'm now looking at those notes there. It seems like something's been added. Okay. So his debut for State of Origin. Take it away, Matt. When it, uh, when it came to State of Origin, how did that go down with the old man? Because... That was a bit of a fuck you to dad, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that up, you old man. No, I'll tell you how it happened. <laughs> so... <laughs> so um, so Wayne Bennett, so I'd played for Queensland my whole life, right? So I'd played under 12s, under 15s, open school boys, all for Queensland. Uh, and I felt like that that was who I was. What, what a lot of people don't realise is my old man grew up in Queensland too. So, so he played his first first grade game for the Gold Coast Tigers, which is now the Southport Tigers. Played in the centres in 1972 uh, when, the, when the Gold Coast Tigers won the premiership. Outside him was a sprightly... Uh, young flying winger by the name of Clive Palmer. Um, mm. Not, 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 anymore, but, not, um, no, not, was, wait, is that the Clive Palmer, yeah, Clive Palmer? Yeah, yeah. Get, f- no way. So he's whacked him yeah. on. Oh, well, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's whacked him on. He's let it yeah, go, yeah, he's let himself yeah, go. Yeah. Whoa, I did not know that. No. Nah. Yeah, so, so my old man as a, as a 16-year-old was playing first grade for up here in Queensland. And uh. my, my, my grandfather, he actually was a big St. George fan. My, my uncle, my dad's brother, who's about 12 years older than my dad, got signed to play for St. George. And he went away to Vietnam and came back not the same and unfortunately took his life. And it's a horrible story. Um, my, my old man, um, and my, 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 my grandfather was a big St. George man. And he took my dad at the end of that, well, at the end of that season, my dad had met my mum. And my, my grandfather said, I, I want to take you to Sydney. And dad didn't want to go because he didn't want to leave my mum. You know, they were 17 years old at the time. And, and my, my grandfather said, you know, I'm taking you. So my mum and dad ran away. They, they sort of basically ran off and they, they couldn't be found. And my grandfather found my dad and said, I've, I've got to get you to Sydney, mate. There's an opportunity for you. And um, he said, well, I'm not going if I can't take my wife. Uh, I can't take Carol. And um, he said, well, you can't, you're not married. He goes, well, I'll marry her on my 18th birthday and you can take, and I'll go to Sydney then. So... They did. They got married on my dad's 18th birthday and they, they went to Sydney. Um, yeah. It was the day after my dad's birthday. They weren't allowed to get married on his birthday. So they got married the day after my dad's 18th birthday. And my mum was a born and bred Gold Coast girl. She was one of 13 kids. So I've got about 4,000 cousins in Queensland. <laughs> uh, when the opportunity came around to play for Queensland, well, well when State of Origin first started, the, the reality was my old man should have played for Queensland. Mm. Um, given the fact that he played his first first grade and stuff up here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he's actually he's actually the problem here, not you. Yeah, yeah. So my, so Wayne Bennett, 
uh, called me and he knew the whole story. He knew my family history, obviously, and, and he asked me, you know, who I'm going to play for. And I just sort of said, well, I didn't think I had a choice because Dad played for New South Wales. I thought I was going to be forced to play for New South Wales. And he said, no, mate, that's not the case. He goes, you've got a choice. And he goes, and if you want to play for Queensland, I'll pick you now. And this was two weeks before Queensland, where, where, where before the Origin sides were going to be picked. So I'm like, oh, that, that sounds good. Uh, let me. Uh, he said, "Don't." He said, "Don't tell me now." And out of respect to my family, like Wayne said, "Don't tell me now. Ring your dad and ask your dad." Yeah. So I rang dad and I said, "Dad, Wayne Bennett rang me and he wants me to play for Queensland." And he goes, "Well, why wouldn't you?" He goes, "You've never played. So you've played for Queensland your whole life." He goes, "Your mum will be over the moon that she can actually support the state where she was, where she grew up, and all your family's up there." And, <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm, I should play for Queensland. That's that's where my heart is. And I, I played, I, I rang Wayne back and I said, I'm in. And he said to me, <laughs> he said, right. He goes, well, you're in the side. He said, unless I hear about it from any, from someone else. So I'm a 21-year-old kid. Just been told I'm in the Queensland side and I've got to keep it quiet for two weeks. <laughs> the most, the person I was worried about the most was the old man. I'm like, he's going to screw this. He's going to screw this. Man. He was the CEO of Canada. He's going to tell someone. Wayne Bennett's going to find out about it. He's not going to pick me, and then New South Wales will never pick me. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a nerve-wracking two weeks. But um, we made it, and uh, yeah, I ended up playing for Queensland, which was, which was amazing. So I actually remember um, I, I, didn't, I didn't tell Mum, um, and I told Dad not to tell Mum because I wanted to go and see her and tell her that I was going to play for Queensland. And my, my Mum, she, was, she had cancer at the time, so she, she was um, sick. And for her to hear me tell her I was going to play for Queensland, she just broke down in tears. It was, it was a pretty special time. So, um, yeah, it's something that I, I if, I, if you ask me to do it again, there's not even a, a second thought in my mind. It's, um, you know, I'm playing for Queensland every day of the week. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, it's, that's a, that must have been a wonderful thing to be able to, like, experience to be able to have. Yeah, I mean, to play, I mean, my first game was at the old Lang Park, you know, in 1999. Um, you know, to play Origin there, and you know, we won the game nine eight, and I kicked a winning field goal, so it was sort of um, it was a pretty pretty cool experience. How old were you then? Uh, I think I was twenty two, maybe. Shit, that's pretty hectic, hey? Kicking mm. the winning field goal at twenty two years old. No, no it would have been twenty three. Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, it, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was insane. Like you, you think you sort of can handle it all. Um, it got to the point. You know, like I remember coming back from the game and the pilot of the, the plane was a Queenslander. Um, and I had to fly back to Sydney, obviously. And he invited me up to sit in the cockpit and fly with him and stuff. And I'm like, got the controls of this jet with 200 people behind me. He's like, you can do it, mate. You can handle this. You can handle Origin. <laughs> that, was, that was before the days of... Um, before the days of, you know, not allowed in the cockpits and stuff like that. So it was, it was insane, I've got to tell you. But it just went on for weeks. And I was just like, no more. I don't have to tell the press guy at the Sharks, I don't want to speak to anyone anymore. Like, it's too much, you know, like, um, it knocked me around a bit. Next up here is really close personal friend of Tom and I, uh, Ronnie Blake. He's almost the story of 2023 in terms of, like, a, our new, a, a new friend of the stable. Well, our bromance yeah. with, with Ronnie is now the stuff of legend really really close with ronnie like i, I think it's and i think it's it's a two-way street i'd consider him a brother yeah now. and that's just it is what it is he came on we shot the shit we talked all things career for for ronnie and we talked about whether or not you wear undies in your wetsuit 
Now, the answer couldn't have been clearer. Not everyone in Hello Sport gets it still. Yep. But safe to say that Tobler made to look like a cuck. Yeah, one of the great cucks. Can you take us back to the start of your sort of surf industry journey? You started off in magazines, right? Yeah, started off in mags, like glory period for print yeah. public, pu- publishing and also uh, glory period for magazines because surfing just went through this radical boom through the um, basically the, like kind of the late 80s through to the early 2000s. It was just on fire. So surf mags were like fucking had spines. There was, you know, every magazine, the, the page count, is basically a combination of ads and editorial and the more mm. ads you get the more pages you get in the mag as well so like we were making 200 page surf mags Jesus. and they were like fucking thick yeah. <laughs> oh, mate there's a lot of like just photo specials because you just <laughs> needed to fill those pages yeah. up but yeah. advertising wise they just were queuing up and there was no social media there you know it was radio print tv mm. and so uh yeah what what do you reckon drove that surfing boom through the 80s into the early 2000s? It's just sort of the same as it is now. It's just like, a, I think, a lifestyle that people want to as, aspire to. It looks free. It looks fun. Um, it looks healthy. And, uh, yeah, everyone dips their toe in. But, well, we're uh, yeah. about to actually, I don't want to bring ourselves into I thought you guys it. surf. You, you're sponsored, right? Well, well yeah, we're no, we are sponsored only yeah. only very recently by Billabong. Uh, we, were, <laughs> we were actually tossing up with it to wear the weddies for the interview. <laughs> you, guys, you guys did well. You put them on the right way. Yeah, was, well, well, you didn't listen, see me put it on listen. back to front before I fucking sat down. <laughs> no, but that was magic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, you, you pulled it off. You had me fooled. I thought you... You grew up in the water. No, look, well, I mean, no. I can swim, but I can't surf. But no, we've got to. Can well, you explain our dream, Eddie? Maybe. Well, I will explain my our dream, my dream, our dream, and you can you can see whether it's possible. And we may have got something wrong here. Tom and I from country towns just have always dreamt of getting in the water and fucking ripping, mm. right? But there's when you grow up out of Sydney or away from the coast, you're sort of like a little bit apprehensive as to whether you can, whether you've got what it takes. <coughs> to shred. To shred. So I was, I've, I love the WSL, love the tour. I've always watched it. And my mate who I used to work with was telling me, he'd said this years ago and it just stuck in my brain. I mentioned it to Tom recently that he said that you can enter QS events if you want to. You can just pay the fucking admin fee and just rock up on the day and fucking get in there and rip in. Mate, you can. Yeah. Okay. It's the best. <laughs> Have a crack. But yeah. Yeah, it was actually like, fuck, maybe like 15 years ago, um, there was this guy, Wade Glasscock, who was fucking in his 40s. And he was going down the beach. He, he was a character. Yeah. Everyone loved having him around events. Mm. But... I don't think I ever saw him catch a wave. Um, I saw him at events where the surf was kind of like just a little bit over four foot and he'd just stretch on the beach the whole heat. (laughs) He's like, I'm not going out. Or maybe like go stand on the rock jump or or just where he was about to enter the lineup and in knee deep water and just like kind of look at the lineup but never actually go out. Yeah. That's so funny. I respect He was placed. Like he he was on the ratings. Yeah. That's all we want. We want to get a national ranking but also like – we have, we have designs on at least learning how to surf. Like, Jacko Baker said he's going to help us out. Yeah, Jack so has a mate of yours. No, he just, well, he, he's a friend of the show. He's a friend, of, a friend of, of the show. And yeah. sort of, I think when we spoke to the Kamchaka boys who he knows, and then it sort of got teed up that way. But so he's going to, 
I think we also probably have maybe a slight false sense of confidence in our ability, just like coordination wise, which you probably need a little bit of confidence. We did a little bit of skating back in the day. Skateboarding, yeah. I can snowboard. Yeah. Can I ask you this actually? If you do snowboard, do you do any of that yeah. sort of stuff? How different is it like the no, mechanics in yeah, terms no, of just like what you need to be doing? Definitely handy. If, you, if, you've, okay. if you've snowboarded or, or skateboarded a bit, you'll, you'll find it easier okay. to surf. That's good. Yeah. The only like the last time I did go out on a board, I couldn't sit on it. I kept tipping over and I didn't think that, that get, was a thing. We had to get no. a bit more like, is yours is more leaders? Well, we got, we, right yeah, we're term? getting boards made as well. So More leaders? Yeah, leaders. That's yeah. how they call it these days. More foam, basically. More foam. Yeah. 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 Okay. Foam's your friend. It'll float you. But you've picked a good coach, Jackson Baker. Yeah. Yeah, we call him the uh, Carnival Strongman. He's got a good look to him. He doesn't look like a surfer at all. <laughs> no, he's the least likely pro surfer you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Looks yeah. like he should be making pies in a bakery. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna let him requalify. He's obviously on the challenge yep. series at the moment. Let him requalify. Let him get his stripes back, and then he's gonna take us out. We'll probably yeah. go up to Merriweather and fucking rip in with the boys. See how we can go. Right, but we just need we just need to be able to you know read things a little bit, and then we need we well, listen where we. If you thought we could surf, you were grossly mistaken. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. not at all. We're not. Oh, yeah. We're, well, you've put the wetsuits on. You were threatening to test them out with a yeah. piss. Yes. Did yeah, you yeah. piss in them? No. Look, I didn't piss in them only because I didn't know. I don't know. You don't know when not, you're going to get in the water. I don't, well, I don't, I don't want to piss in it sitting in the seat. No. Exactly. I'll, if I'm near the ocean, I'll piss in it. Yeah. Give yeah. it a good run out and then we'll get Everyone in. pisses in their wetsuit okay. when they're in the ocean. Yes. Now this seems Not like outside a, of the this ocean. seems no. like a great place to so time to ask. Our producer up there, Tom, Tobler, right, pretends like he surfs. I didn't know he surfs. He pretends like he's in the he's in the surf every weekend he, and he's lived in a wetty his whole life. He told us that if we wore undies in our wetsuit, they would stay dry. Is that true? Or will they or will they get wet? He's not a surfer. Yeah, that's what we said. <laughs> that's nah. what we said. Nah, like for starters, don't wear undies. Exactly under your right. That's what we were saying. That was very uncomfortable. Because yeah. we, I was like, surely we were. Do we yeah. wear undies? That seems strange. You wear undies under your wetsuit if you got a tiny dick. And you're scared, <laughs> scared that your towel's gonna fall off in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, but you, you don't wear undies under your wetsuit for starters. Yeah. Um, and. Nothing's dry. It's called a wetsuit. It actually lets the water in a little bit and mm. your body, it holds a bit of water and your body warms that water, keeps you warm. Okay. Uh, you piss in a wetsuit, generally it'll kind of like soak into the suit a little bit, puts a nice little kind of marinade yeah. in there. Yeah, They're never the same. They've like got this tang, this fruity tang to them. You don't want to go out with a sponge full of piss. Like yeah. Sharks will smell it. Like It's not good, but everyone pisses in their suit. Generally yeah, okay. it dribbles out the leg. There you go. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah, look at Listen, yeah. thank God you came in, Ronnie. We would have been. Imagine us in the car park with our new boards and our new yeah. weddies, fucking, and our run boxer on. shorts on. <laughs> we, we've like learnt, we've learnt two things today too. He doesn't surf, and he's got a tiny dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Anyway, so that's that's on our horizon. We're starting our own surf gang, mate, uh, and perfect. so we've got our eye on the Maru- Billabong's hyped. Actually, mm. oh, they, I talked to a couple of the boys. They're oh yeah, happy to have you on the team, oh, and uh, they're they're keen to get you in for a, a store signing or, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. yeah with Parker, well, they, they said they said they want to link us up with Parker and Hockey soon, so that seemed about right. Yeah, that's right. champions. <laughs> I'm just <Straight>. thinking, like, <laughs> if you go on surfing, you know, if you're going to get coached by someone. Uh, Jackson Baker's the perfect person. Yeah, uh, you'll have a good time. Um, if you're going to go out with surfers, 
Oki and Parko is a, a pretty good matchup. Okay, terrific. Yeah, yep. two of the, the true original Mad Dogs. Oh, so, great. Uh, yeah. We love that. You're well set up. Well, this yeah. is good. Because well, we, we were just we were a little apprehensive about, you know, going out into the lineup, not knowing what we're doing. But if you if you take a couple of world champions, you should champs, be okay. Yeah, yeah. Mate, it's... There's not that much to it. I don't want to the drop in on someone. getting out there. Yep. I just don't want to drop in on someone. I don't know. I don't understand the etiquette yet. You know, I don't want to get flogged on the fucking beach for dropping in on some local. That's the only thing I'm scared of. Just, just run with it. You, you kind of had a dial the other day when you guys were talking oh, yeah. about it. You know, get up. If you sort of actually uh, attack it on the offensive, don't yeah. be defensive out there and call people off waves as a beginner, an adult <laughs> learner, <laughs> you'll be fine, mate. It's Get off me fucking wave, man. Yeah, yeah. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beat oh, up. Shit. Jesus funny. Christ. Next up, we've got Liam Knight, Bulldogs, big bop-up front rower. Uh, and he talks about his time at the Rabbitohs where Supercoach Wayne Bennett, after I think their team got fucking humped into the earth, basically the next training session he came in with his pants off. So I'll leave it there and I'll let Liam take it away. You have played under... Some coaches of of note, Wayne Bennett being one of them. Yeah, Sticky down in Canberra. Yeah. Who else have you? Who else have you? Were you a Desert oh, Manly or I had Trent Robinson at Roosters. Trent at the Roosters. Trent at Roosters for my six minutes before yeah. I was punted. Shout out to Trent. Shout out to Robbo. And then who was it? Who was it? Trent when Barrett. You, Trent Barrett. First year. First year coaching. The dark years of the Trent. Sorry, Trent. We just yeah. you know you let go of Nico Hines and we fucking sucked while you coached us. So <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. We forgive him. <laughs> Um, but I guess what I was interested to know is like you've, you know, you're getting to getting to be like coached by a Wayne Bennett, who's four billion games, and then <laughs> and then to someone like Cameron Seraldo, Not to compare, not to who's better, but just what's that experience like of having a? High, can you notice the difference in experience, or is it just sort of another coach? I think you notice know, experience, like with Wayne, he just handled situations really good. He's, he coached like I don't know how many he was when he was 800, 900 whatever it was would have been in the 900s or yeah something. it's fuckloads um, I think that the, the just, numerical value is fuckloads he just knew how to handle situations like and for me personally having someone like a Wayne Bennett he pulled me into his office like we first got there he goes mate I, think, I was in a bit of trouble years leading up you know I was a bit, a bit of a wild a bit of wild wire whatever you call it wildcat wildcat wild, wild boy wild, wild boy yeah, wild man yeah, yeah. Loose, loose was I had a loose tag loose on unit. Me. Loose tag was Wild floating around, hanging off my shirt. Yeah. And he's like, I, mean, I don't care what you've done, where you've come from. Like, I just care about what you do now. And what you do now, you can have you know, future at this club and I'll back you until until you show me that you're not worth backing. But until then, like, you know, you got opportunity here and I'll back you. And I went, Well, someone like Wayne Bennett saying that, you know, I just went, you know, I'm just gonna pull my head in here. Yeah. And he was massive for me, like turning my career around. I wasn't doing much at the time and um, someone like him was it was so helpful. Just like he just he does back. He, he, he owns his word and whatever he says he'll do. And had complete trust. We had like conversations. You know, I wouldn't talk to my mates about like. And he's just there with a, a level head and certain situations. I remember we lost to Penrith by about fifty points in Dubbo, maybe twenty one, twenty twenty, maybe. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, was that the grand? The one when when I was run to the grand final that year, and we lost by fifty. Twenty twenty one. Twenty one when we made the grand final, and he <laughs> the week no, the Monday. Uh, yeah. It was 21, eh? Yeah, it was 21, yeah. yeah. The COVID year. Yeah. So before we were in COVID, in the Goldie, he, um, we got beat by 50. Monday morning, he goes, no video. I'll meet you in the gym. And they're all in the gym waiting. Redfern, the naked centre. Mm-hmm. And he comes out the other door and, then, and all the lights are off and he, and he comes through the other door. There's two entrances. He comes in, <laughs> he rips his shirt off. He's got a tie around his head and he's like, got his 
coming to like maybe like Stone Cold Steve Austin music and he's throwing out like <laughs> mad like his old rig like sliming his way in like yeah you know like <laughs> like doing his little dance and everyone's just going nuts like he's like you know what boys I don't do sad so leave that shit in Dubbo that's oh, not who we really? are like we're gonna get out the training I don't want to hear a word about it. we're not doing video that's in the bin that's in the bin Let's go train. And what did you wear? And everyone's like, just going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so he just gets it. He just it. gets it. Like he knows, you know, he's obviously a pretty introvert. He's a very introverted guy. But like. Fuck, he, it doesn't sound like it. Exactly. Like he doesn't do it often. That was like, that's exactly <laughs> yeah, right. So he yeah, knows yeah. when to bring out the big guns. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Fuck, if he does that every week, it loses. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's still cool, but <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, it's Wayne again, girl. What song this What song this week, mate? Get your shirt on, mate. No, Put it back on, mate. Put it back on, mate. He was just the funniest guy, man. That is so funny. He is so funny. That's awesome. And so then, does he like. Does the music stop and he just starts like putting his shirt back on, or is he like <laughs> yeah. to the fucking field and he's yeah, like leading everyone out there? Like, yeah, and then, then like obviously we went off and like he'd have to get his shirt on and get himself sorted. That's so <laughs> funny, dude. Like he's coming to the gym and he'd be pumping like you know whatever house music, just big techno music, and he'd come into the gym, pull the speaker out like the plug out of the thing. I'm not listening to that shit, and then walk off, and we'd like it'd be silence. Like, and he just he's just and like, then like, that was the start of his when it's south and then he sort of got a bit into it but then like, what, what are we listening to I don't care I'm not listening to that and walk out of the gym just he run the joint yeah. yeah and would he spray like does he have spray in him yeah he doesn't yeah. seem like his voice can even get loud yeah but he's like he sprays you in a he's not joking but it's still funny like he's hammering you and everyone's sort of laughing because like it's just funny like, is it similar to the way he is with the media when he's pissed off like you know you see him in press conferences like there was one the other day when Perth, I don't know if you saw it, but like he, they lost, didn't they? The Dolphins must have lost, right? I saw that, yeah. And yeah. then there's a. I don't want to share my opinion with you. What's something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going. What's your opinion? It's my opinion. I don't know. It's my opinion. I and it was this WA journal who doesn't know what he's like, doesn't know what the yeah. fuck's going on yeah, here. Like, I'm just trying man. to cover rugby league. If he's not yeah. on, he's not. He's not and, Rain, and Wayne just sort of like just yeah. dominated him. He takes losses very bad. Like, especially that was obviously their finals contention. But yeah. he, I've never, he even says, like, say we have a Thursday, Friday night game, we have a loss, we play shit. He come in like he wouldn't even spray that much, but he'd just be quiet, like even worse. He's in the silent treatment. Yeah. He goes, oh, I hope he's having a shit weekend like I'm about to. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I hope he's having a shit weekend because I know I will. <laughs> and then just walks off and be like, oh. That's so funny. Oh, my but he's God. He's got the best chat, man. Like We had one of the Polynesian boys, I won't name him, but like he, might, he didn't tie in one time. And he's like, mate, I bet if it was a fucking hamburger, you would have tied in. Like, <laughs> like, just little things like that. He just hammers people, but it's so, it so good. So even when he's, so even when he's like giving someone a bake, it's still kind of funny. Yeah, he's not still screaming, funny. ranting. He's not. He's never going to scream, rant yet. But he, does, he, he I've seen a few blobs. Like he'll put it on you, and he, you know, like. Um, Fuck Fire out Dad's upset yeah. he, Dad's upset After a game one time like Just just to me actually He comes up to me And he goes You were pretty shit tonight And then walked off And I was like I might have said Yeah Yeah I know He goes and walks off. Boy, boy shit. I wasn't good, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't good, but I was like, yeah, I know. Does that stay in your mind? Yeah, always? I'm like, yeah, 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 surely. Get me to train on a Monday. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you do see coaches, you know, after the game, like, you do see coaches all walking around the sheds and they're sort of shaking hands and they're, you know, like talking a little bit. And it's just, you want to know what they're you saying. You want to know what they're saying. It's yeah. just funny to, to envisage Wayne just sort of sauntering around just going, shit tonight, mate. Yeah. Like, you were shit tonight. Thank you. 
That's yeah. fucking so funny. He didn't, he didn't say much after last. He said, yeah, like, yeah, we'll talk about it one day. Have you ever shit weekend? Or just like, or, sorry, or just won't talk at all. Really? Don't get changed. Like, and what was sti- Sticky like? How long were you at the Raiders for? Uh, 18 months. Okay, so you were there for a minute. Did yeah. you say any Did you say any blow-ups? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's an angry man. He's an angry man. <laughs> did you a, get on with Sticky? Like, I got on with it. We had no issues. Um, like, we, yeah, I had, had no problem with Sticky. He was just, um, it was a pretty stressful environment in Canberra. Um, and yeah. is that when, down to, is that down to his style though? I think his style, yeah, yeah. His style um, It was, was Halfway through 17 Back end of 17 And the start of Oh, and all of 18 And how were the gut Raiders going then? I can't quite remember That was near grand final time, was it? Were they got 19? Uh, they got 20. 19 grand final So I left Canberra And went to South At the like, I did first like six weeks of four, four or five weeks of pre-season at Canberra Then went to South before Christmas And leading into 2019 season When we had South V Canberra in the prelim, oh. and they beat us, and they and Canberra beat Shit. South fully. Yeah, yeah, I was dead so, on it. So he, he say so it was stressful down there. Well, I was yeah, I found it stressful. He was yeah. very, like it was very rigid, like it was just a stressful environment, much more than it needed. Like to be. intense, intense, yeah, always. Yeah. And you make a mistake, and you just feel like, oh, what's what's going to come here? Right, yeah, I know. A couple of guys wouldn't. I think it was a couple of guys that got a bit, you know, all good, but some people. And do you think that's a do you think that's a like horses for courses? Some people are happy in yeah. certain environments. Like some so, players yeah. can react. Didn't fit me. Hey, don't care. Oh, the boys were mad and the club was solid. I just well, Canberra as a whole wasn't for me. I missed the beach, missed me mates. You, did you say Canberra is a whole? Because I do as, agree. As a whole, as a whole, wasn't for me. I heard is a. I, I, I heard Canberra is a whole. Is or as a? As a, is a Canberra is a whole. And take I it, like, take it, fucking take it all you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't be moving back anytime soon. No, it's not the greatest joint. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by. Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, I tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app. You'd see some. I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people, and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as 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 gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Yep. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. You'd, yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you're following on my prof is what I'm saying is yeah. daddy. They are calling me daddy value. And I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you, they could call you doggy style. Value, doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it. As daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father Tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group, um, where the you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's no, but he's got it on, and the bet stands. 
Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Well, no, you- we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I for. did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they went weren't there. on my profile? No. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do You didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told and that's me, it. Tobler told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. Right, so that's the problem. That's the problem. We've, we've now uncovered the You didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Neds. Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler, dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season, we know that. It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the same, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hellosport.shop. Mark Burris also came in this year, punters and dribblers. Uh, a very interesting yard, a very smart man, one of the great entrepreneurs that we've ever produced, Tom, I'd say. I think it's safe to say. Yep. Man's an absolute beast. And he talks us through when he sold Wizard Home Loans for a disgusting amount of money. And by disgusting, you mean like not disgusting, like let me gobble that shit up. As in like... Put it up into a ball and stick it in my butthole. Sort of yeah, numbers. yeah, yeah. As in you would like like a... Sit on it. Let me sit on that thing. Yeah, let know? me try and house that number up the rectum. Correct. Hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And he just talks about getting that deal done and what it looked like... Kerry Packer's involved in this story as well, which makes it even better. So mm. enjoy this one. So was it any was it at any point close to falling over the deal? Um, well, yeah, it's funny. The the yeah, I, 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 so the very last day we had or every deal I've ever done always comes down to two or three things that are outstanding, and they're usually conditions they want or warranties that they're looking for for you to you know guarantee something. And they're a big organisation. I didn't realise at the time, but they were the world's largest company. They were, <laughs> their market capitalisation on the Dow Jones Index was greater than every company in Australia on the Australian Stock Exchange added up together. Wow. wow. Okay. So huge. Huge. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and they were meeting on a, on a certain day. So on a, let's say it was a, a Friday morning, our meeting, to ratify – the acquisition, but if it wasn't solved, they were going to walk. Fuck. So, and there's three things outstanding. And uh, so our, my brother and the law firm that we were using, a small law firm, 
and I'll shout out a little firm called Lander and Co. Um, um, hosted a meeting with the guys from General Electric and their law firm. So they had one law firm in the morning and they bought a second law firm in the night. They had two massive law firms, right? And they there were 10 of them and uh, hosted in a boardroom and we sat and talked about these three matters. And it got into a shouting match, like literally shouting match. My brother's standing over the table yelling and screaming at people. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, these – so the boss of General Electric in Australia was in the meeting. And General Electric Australia wasn't just finance. It was just everything, you know, MRI machines. Like, uh, like they do everything, okay? And he said, Mark, he said, uh, the board's meeting in seven hours. This is like seven o'clock at night, seven hours' time. And they, they're going to walk if we don't, we don't resolve these things. He said, so what I thought he said to me, what I thought we'd do is, is I'm going to get my boss, who was the chairman of General Electric globally, right, to ring Kerry Backer to resolve these issues. I thought, fuck. One on one. This is bad. <laughs> and Kerry that's will, bad, right? Like you don't want to, in, you don't want to, I don't, to be involved. It's no, I de like, definitely don't. And I, but not only that, I don't want Kerry to say he solved it. But equally, I don't want Kerry to blow it either because yes. he's just like, so go, he, he, Kerry's just like, say, I'll flip you for it. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. weird like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I thought, oh, but is he bluffing me? I thought, that's a big call. You know, the chairman of General Electric ringing Kerry Backer up. Mm. That's a massive call. So I said, uh, well, that's okay. And mate, there's a big gamble. I said, uh, I'll get Kerry on the phone now. Let's call your chairman. And he goes over to his lawyers, comes back. Look, Mark, can, can we just step outside for a moment, <laughs> outside the room? I said, okay. So we walk in a room and, he's, and there was little lawyer groups in all the offices, all the spare meeting rooms because there was a ton of lawyers there, right, and accountants. There was no spare room to talk. So we went in. In those days, I don't know if they still have them there, but there was a compactus room. You know, a compactus room. It's a room where you have all the files and there's these sliding – Filing systems. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. It's a yes. little room, right? A little room is with the files in it. So we walked into the compactus room. <laughs> it's like, you know, three by nine wide, right? <laughs> Standing in the room with files. He said, um, look, he said, no need to get carried to ring uh, <laughs> uh, his, his chairman. He said, uh, why don't we resolve the three issues just between you? He said, I'll give him one and you give him one and we'll resolve the third one. He said, so I said, well, okay, which one do you want to give me? He said, I'll give him, he said, I'll give him number one condition. I said, okay, I'll give him number two. And then number three, we fucked around. And in the end, we sort of split it down the middle and resolved it. It was like, like that. So I said, oh, perfect. So we came out, all issues resolved, deals done. I signed, they signed, their board met, ratified the deal. We had a pref, they wanted to do a pref, press conference, 9 a.m. in the morning. So I, just, I stayed up the whole night just because a bit of shit to do during the night. We were up the whole night. Um, about seven o'clock in the morning, I decided to go to have an exercise because I knew I had to do a press release at nine. I thought, oh, shit, I look like shit. I feel tired. I go and train. Yep. And it might buff me up a little bit and feel a bit yeah. better. <laughs> so I go into the <laughs> car park at the gym. I thought, I better ring Kerry. So I ring him up and I tell him what happened about them saying they're going to get their chairman to talk to him. And I fucking think it was very funny. I said, the deal's done. And he said, good on your son. And uh, then I told him the whole story about how I was going to put him on. And I said, but I bluffed him, you know, mm. and it was dead fucking silence. And I said, you there? He said, listen, you fucking Greek something. <laughs> he said, if, and you know, his share of the deal was about 120 million. He said, don't you ever 
gamble my $120 million ever a fucking game. I said, oh, I can't wait, can't carry one. He said, well, if that guy had said, yeah, let's put them on together. He said, I'm in hospital. He said, I've just had an operation. He said, last night I wouldn't have been in any condition to talk to anybody. And he said, you didn't even bother inquiring what, what my condition was, whether I could talk to anybody. He fucking hung up on me. <laughs> that was it. He just hung up on me. So, I, yes, I nearly lost a deal and I, uh, I could have completely lost my partner too. If, uh, he just hung up on me. He didn't say, well done, congratulations. I'm really happy for both of us, all of us, whatever. Yeah. That's uh, wild. And he's, I imagine relief. Are you like stoked though? Like, I mean, what's that feeling like when you've just sort of gone, wow, like, do you have to go and just like lay in a dark room? Uh, yeah, well, about, uh, so we settled about two weeks later. I had to go to New York to do the settlement because they, they, they were based in New York. Well, their, their representatives were based in New York in the city. So I went to New York, flew out of New York, booked in a hotel, booked in a fancy hotel that I never been, would not normally stay at. I booked in the Four Seasons. The deal wasn't had to settle in Australian time as well, so it was at like eleven thirty at night. I had to go to their lawyer's office uptown somewhere. I walked up there. New York was pretty quiet. I can't remember what night of the week it was. It was just the middle middle of the week. Um, I got you know got it all done. You know, I got a piece of paper confirming you know my share and also share. I walked back to the hotel. Um, I, I I got a beer out of the fridge, and I rang the concierge, ordered a pizza. And sat there on my own, and I thought, "What the fuck?" Like, uh, to be honest, with you, it was it was a relief, um, but it was total anticlimax. Mm. It really? wasn't wasn't really about what I wasn't really. It took me a long time to work out what I'd done, um, and and it took you know, anyway, put me a long time to work out what was important in relation to what I'd done, and it wasn't the check. It wasn't. It wasn't beating or you know doing a deal with general electric it was probably more to be honest it was more about how i'd built the business or all of us had built the business not just me how everybody had built the business and all our interactions and all the good times we've been through all the shit times we've been through all the sweat all the drama all the stress the you know i lost a marriage over it like it's it's all those things and um yeah, it was, and and I and I felt a sense of uh, loss as well because um, I now no longer own this thing yeah. that I loved. You know, that was my thing. Um, I mean, they kept me on for a long time anyway because um, you know, as it, they kept me on as chairman, and, and I ended up doing another deal with them. So James and I, James Pack and I, ended up doing a deal with them, and we set up a business in India and other places around the world, and uh, places like uh, Mexico, East uh, uh, West Germany, Russia. Uh, in Brazil, so James and I reinvested money back with GM. We owned a business sixty forty with them around the world, similar sort of business. Right. We opened up fifty eight branches in India. Really? Yeah, right. yeah. Called Wizard. Um, uh, yeah. So, but then the GFC hit and everything stopped. But yeah, I, it was uh, it, it was a numbness. Yeah, I can actually kind of understand that, especially because there's not like you fucking popping streamers and everything. Sort of, it's like. And being by yourself, by yourself. I was sitting there by myself, by yeah. yourself, not yeah. being able to go and celebrate. Yeah, yeah. but, I, but I, I probably wouldn't have. I mean, I probably wouldn't. I mean, you, th you would think. I would think at the time mm. that I'm only going to go mad. Yes, that's yeah. what I would think. Yeah. You know, I was sort of on my own, like not married or anything like that. You know, you might think, you know, I'd just make a few phone calls, fill the room up, but <laughs> but I but I didn't. You know, I actually had no no interest in that. I was probably exhausted too. Next up, we got the mulleted man, Jai Arrow. Um, he's talking about the 2020 Origin Series. 
I don't really want to hear about it because that was a tough series if you are a New South Welshman. Obviously, if, if you're a fucking tree climber up north, the Queenslanders, you'd lo- you'll love this story. Basically, 2020 origin, everyone writing them off. Wayne Bennett again at the helm, fucking backs against the wall. They're all climbing trees. And I'll just let Jai take it from here, eh? What's, uh, what's it like when you get into an origin camp? Like, do they sit you down and, and watch, like, old sort of Queensland origin videos and sort of get you going? Um, like the really. history of yeah, the well, state you and all learn, that sort of shit. You learn about it. You learn about the state, the history, and what's going on and, and things like Arthur that. Arthur Beaton. Yeah. Um, so he was a big – Arthur was a big, like, a big reason um, on last year's series and what he's done for Queensland and, and things like that. That was kind of like a motivation in last year's camp. And um, I suppose rolling to this one, you always remember those things and, and, and stuff. But um, you do learn about the history and then you see all the past players that come in and um, talk and have their say on what it was like playing for Queensland and, and stuff like that. It's, a, it's pretty cool. And as I've said, man, I, I still pinch myself thinking, what the fuck? How am I here? Yeah. How am I here right now? I'm very lucky that I've been able to do that. What's it like having played with your current coach in Origin? <laughs> weird. Is it weird? Is he the same? Oh, weird, Is he the no. same as he was when he was a player yeah. up to now? I've said that because we sort of feel like he talks a bit like a bush poet these days uh, <laughs> yeah. as yeah. a coach. You know, he's sort of like the way he sort of speaks, and we love like we're big Billy Slater fans. Not during Origin time, obviously, but like the way he speaks about like Queensland and passion, and you know, we're fucking. Where people that have fires and floods. And, uh, and <laughs> it sounds got... like it's come from New South Wales. Yeah, fucking it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, behind, behind, you know, a training and that he was he was like he was, uh, as he was playing. Mm. I remember the first training session very vividly on him training, and I was just in awe. Gone, this bloke, he's coaching, he's coaching from the back. Like how he's making everyone's job easy for him. Yeah. Um, I remember just going, shaking my head, going, fuck, how good's this guy? No wonder why he he was the player he was. Uh, he breaks the game down so well. I don't think people really understand how, how well he breaks the game down and um, how much confidence he gives you as a player, knowing you have a set and stone game plan that all you have to do is go out and play your role and do your job and the result will take care of itself and showed over the past two years since he's coached. So, mm. yeah helps yeah and is he is it do you feel like you have to behave differently towards him i mean i guess when you came in you were young anyway so he was sort of senior but like you know do you feel like you have to act in a different way around him when he's a coach as opposed to when he's a player or is he just is he pretty cruisy he seems like a no, cool he, dude yeah absolutely no i think he's just cruisy you don't really have to act any different to what it was like playing with him so um nah not at all what's ubuntu mean i am because we are okay just checking. Just checking. Just checking. Just checking in here, mate. I'm just checking. I was actually invested in that. What is it? So like that was that's like that was like your, your motto, right? For the yep. year. Yep. Um it was our motto. Um it was just something um that I suppose they brought in because he's probably said this before, but I feel like being a Queenslander, um, that it's much more bigger than just the team. It's mm. the whole state uh, and things. So um, I suppose you can take it how you want it, but I am because we are is more, um, to me, because we're a whole. It's an us thing. It's not just an individual thing. And um, So, yeah. Do you? Do you, yeah, you I was going to say, do you look at New South Wales and just go, <laughs> I was going to ask the exact same fucking question. You don't get it? 
You don't get owned. <laughs> you just, they just don't get it. Is that like, is, do you, I you guys see it? I don't know. I, like, when you look at us, what do you see? Do you see, like, you just like, you fucking losers don't get it. Uh, no, it's not that. It's more that, um, I think it's more, it's not that they just don't get it. Or maybe they don't. Fucks me. I, I really don't know. But maybe it's just because we're good. Mm, uh, we're a good team. Yeah. I, yeah, Can't, but you've, but you've rolled out no bad one, teams. You've rolled out. You've rolled out like less good teams and got the job done. Over <laughs> yeah. us, you know what I mean? Like that's where like the twenty 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 the twenty twenty side. worst side all time. <laughs> still off. You know what? <laughs> I reckon the bloody the New South Wales media absolutely they fueled it, fueled a fire in us that oh, it was absolutely. I remember Wayne coming in before game three, uh, or no, sorry, after the game two loss, and the next day. We, we had a meeting, we did review on that and got on the beers after and he just said, there's no fucking way we're losing this next game. <laughs> and then the media had come out and started saying that this was the worst team in 40 years, etc. And you, we, be, like, we believed Wayne. We're like, there's no fucking way we're losing this game. We're at Suncorp. Yeah. These mongrels outside are bagging us. There's no way we're losing. And we didn't. Like, mm. We just went out there with absolutely nothing to lose, and I feel like the media really shot them in the foot. Eh? Yeah, we like doing that down here. Wouldn't be the feels. first time. <laughs> what do you? How do you feel when you see someone like Cameron Munster just lighting it up, turn it on? Yeah, yeah. just oh, turn it on. Yeah, it's pretty like, cool. You eh? Must chub up. You don't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when you're in the moment and playing, you don't really appreciate it until say you come off and rewatch the game. You yeah. Go, Fuck man, how good was he? Like, yeah. Probably nearly single-handedly won us that game. Yeah. Well, that's the opinion I'm of. In 2020. Mm. Um, Ridiculous. Harry Grant was pretty good as well. Yeah, Harry Grant was good. He uh, was good. Was that his first game? Try. Yes, he was Yeah, it was his debut. first game. Yeah. Was his debut. I'm sick of Queenslander debuts as well. Well, that was the, that was the time. <laughs> They're yeah, all Queenslander good. Debut. Yeah, I know. Well, They're all the same. But that was that <laughs> game. was good. That was that game where they won that, where we were in the Uber that day and we are talking to the Uber driver and we were like, mate, we're going to fucking hump those Queenslanders tonight. And he just goes to us, boys, you haven't seen enough winters. We're like, what do you mean? He goes, you just, you haven't seen enough winters, boys. I've seen this before. We're in trouble. And we're like, shut up, mate. Yeah. And we go and get fucking done. And we were looking at each other and we haven't seen enough <laughs> winters, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Like our favorite saying now as well. <laughs> but he just said it so matter of fact. Because I was, yeah. I'd had, we'd already had a couple of beers and I was just lipping up. Like, On the way to Caxton? No, no, we're no we were to, in Sydney. We were just going to a pub to watch it. Oh, okay, and so I was so like, so. mate, look look how many weapons we've got in the duffel bag, crapping on and on and on. He just didn't, didn't say much at all. And then at the end he goes, boys, you haven't seen enough winters. We're going to get pumped tonight. And we're like, mate, there's no way. Have you seen their side? Anyway, we'll pulled by the media. Um, we lose that one. We, we lose, lose that the series. one. Cherry Evans holds the fucking trophy. Do up. you just do you just get off? <laughs> I, I'm just I'm curious. Do you do you come off the ground after a win like that, just smiling at each other, going, just another one? So that was my first Origin series win, mm. and I had so I just I had the biggest smile on my face, not because of the whole media shit, but because we had won and. I couldn't believe it, and I just knew I knew we'll go on a Byron too, and <laughs> I, knew, I knew majority of the points were coming, and they did. And I just, oh, as soon as I got in the sheds, I grabbed the four X tinny and just went mad. Because um, <laughs> that's right, because it was after the season, so yes. it was like the season was done. So yeah. it was just that's actually almost the best series win you could have. You right? could just oh, come out and you're done. You're done for the year. Yeah, it was straight in like a, to an Origin Mad Monday. 
And that was was that when Munster came back in and he was like the most hungover man in the, on the well, he'd planet. He won the comp, just came won, in yeah. and then went back oh, out. What a year for him. Though. Yeah, I know. And the Melbourne yeah. boys. Said, oh, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. won the comp and um, had to come into camp or whenever it was. Look at that photo of him in the tank. He wanted to be there. Yeah. He definitely wanted to be there. Yeah. Just more come photos. off with a mad smile going, fuck, I just can't wait. It was just one of my first Origin series at Suncorp. As soon as he got in the sheds and it was on started throwing four X tinnies up and down on Alfie Langer and oh yeah, it was a good. How's good time. how's Wayne in that moment? Oh, big strut on him, chest out. <laughs> <laughs> People are bagging him, yeah. backs against the wall, and Wayne's pulled pulled off another miracle. Apparently, um, it was really good. Um, he was he just he made that camp so fun and so enjoyable that. I think that's what's got us over the line, just the way Wayne sort of um, – he organised things throughout the camp for us to have fun, to be together. We had obviously been in the bubble where we weren't allowed to do anything, mm. uh, which was weird. But he just made it fun and enjoyable for us and it reflected on the field. Yeah. Um, what, like golf and cars? Yeah, like- golf, things like that, like getting – um, big believer of a bonding session. Yeah, yeah right. Quietly. We banned it this um, year in, in New South Wales camp. Did they? It was alcohol free. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, <laughs> big believer. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big believer in the bonding session, but like he made it fun. He let us yeah. be men and we got to do what we wanted. And uh, we had games nights majority every night because couldn't fucking do anything yeah mm. uh we did get we were, we, we were able to play golf and go to the beach but we had oh, basically stay in a huddled group like bloody f- yeah. flock of birds or <laughs> flock of sheep uh with a security guard taking us down to the beach and no one could come near us he's like telling people to fuck off hey, hey no, 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 don't go near <laughs> people have obviously seen us like queensland kid on and the yeah. mad up there in queensland for yeah. the queenslanders and Wanting to get photos and that, so we had to keep our distance from people walking. <laughs> that must like have that, been man. very, very weird. Now it was bull. It was bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously yeah. you just know what happened. Twenty one. Yeah, look back now, Jesus, it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like that bubble situation, but I understand at the time it was the unknown with COVID. Well, and, the world was ending at the time. Yeah, <laughs> well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so such an unknown thing that they had our best. You know, interests at heart with, you know, medical for medical reasons. But now COVID's the flu. Like, fuck, oh, it's no. crazy. You look mm. back now. It's wild, isn't it? Twenty twenty. Wow, what a year! It feels weird. It's all blurred into one as well. Like I don't really know what the fuck happened. Foz, Kieran Foran, another close personal friend of Tom and I. Mm. One of Manly's favourite sons, and remains so, even though he's taken his talents elsewhere. We talk all things Des Hazler with Foz. Uh, some very interesting yarn here, Des. Seemingly one of the weirdest blokes on the planet. So Foz really opens your eyes in this next year on Punters and Dribblers. Also talks about being a granddad and still playing rugby league football, which is unheard of. Unheard of. What's Des like? Because, I mean, I, I've told this story a few times on the podcast. When I was in radio as a producer. It's worth repeating. I didn't have – he was like – it was in, he was in between jobs. Sorry, Des, you got sacked. And I think it was bef- – it might have been post-Bulldogs. So he was doing like breakfast radio, like he'd come in and talk a bit of footy. And obviously, if you've ever heard Desi speak, riveting, great voice for yes. radio. Yeah. Um, 
But I didn't know he was coming in and the producer, like the main producer was like away or some shit and they didn't give me his number. He didn't have my number. So I'm just sitting there going, where the f- I was, I think I knew he was coming in. No, I'm like, where the fuck's Des Hazler? Like, I'm still with you know, we're about to start. And then I finally get his number and I call him and it's pissing down rain outside and I've just left Des Hasler in the rain for like 45 minutes. And look, he was not stoked coming in. I couldn't have been more effusive in my apologies. And he was pretty chill. Like, I mean, what the fuck's he going to do? But, you know. (laughs) Punch you. Well, he could have punched me. He he certainly could have done that and that would have probably been deserved. But, you know, like he seems like kind of a – is he – is he different to the way he's, he's seen in the media, the way he's like sort of front-facing bad yeah. persona is? Yeah, he's a bit of a piss take sometimes when he, when he fronts the media. I think like when you know him um, on that level, you know he's he's a bit tongue-in-cheek at times mm. with the media. Um, but, yeah, no, he's a – oh, look, Des is a winner. I guess that's probably his greatest trait, mm. I would say, would have been when he was a player and – um, having been a coach, um, I think he just – he lives and dies by winning and um, he sort of – I guess that filters down into the, the groups that he coaches and, um, yeah, he's – But you guys would take the piss out of him and stuff, wouldn't you? Like- for sure, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he likes a joke. He's not He's not all sort of huff and puff and yeah. serious all the time like he's he, he likes to yeah loosen the collar and have a laugh at times and how do you then like as a younger player coming in when do you feel comfortable enough to start fuck, you know taking the piss out of the coach yeah. like, is it immediate do you have to like earn your stripes like, yeah i reckon it takes a while yeah. I, I don't know as a young bloke if i would have been um too eager to take the piss out of desi but <laughs> certainly as you get on and you build that relationship with him yeah. you feel like you can um pull his leg a bit yeah, hey, did he ever let you in on his like his hair care secrets? No, nah. because his hair is luscious, isn't it? Oh. But I mean, like, let's be honest, <laughs> mate. You had a fucking <laughs> top knot for a period of time. Oh, you I got did. Some luscious hair. Yeah, on, yeah. If you let it go, your hair is Des Hasler. I'm actually tempted to grow it back now. You're going so, back. Yeah. Well, maybe. when Des comes up next year, yeah, you can maybe. be ready. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like honey just flowing <laughs> from the scalp. <laughs> he does have a good um, head of hair, doesn't no, he? He does. He does. But well, I what, mean, what is he? Sixty three, like. That's right. Like not looking like it's yeah. really going great. It's not going either. anywhere. Like it's just well, that's a great point. True. The color as yeah. well. Sandy, really yeah. strong. Yeah. It's actually ridiculous no, for his is. age. If you think about it, mate, I reckon if you you might yeah. find like lost shit in his hair. Like you know what I mean? It's so thick. Well, like treasure maps. Well, like MH three seventy maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, oh. it's so fucking lost thick. surfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, he was. Uh, I remember. I think you were telling me this time, but he didn't. He doesn't. He or didn't. He used to have this like system, mathematical equation, where he'd sort of like yeah. he'd weight different parts of the game. The and he think he could. Yeah. yeah, he's very. Um, he's very um, stat driven. Mm. Like he's, which is a good thing in a way because he um, sort of. That's how I guess he breaks down where he needs to improve, mm. like where the side needs to improve and. Mm. And where it's you know um, going well, um, so yeah, he's uh, he's got numbers for everything, and he he talks in four point six, three point six, you know. Depending oh, does he? On, yeah, he's not talking threes and fours. He's oh, okay. oh he's talking, he's talking decimal, decimal points. points. Yeah, yeah, real specific. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mad scientist shit. Yep. Can that become a bit draining? As a like, uh, you know, he's like, listen, dude. I know he's about to come become your coach. So like, but, you know, nah, at least you know him already. Not draining for me, mate. Nah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. a bit of a nerd like that as well? Like a rugby league nerd? Like in terms, I'm a, of that? I'm a footy head. Yeah, yeah, I love me footy. 
You watching yep. how many games are you watching? Like during the season, I imagine it's quite consuming. You still watching every other I'm team? I'm watching every game. Really? Yeah, I'm really? watching every game. And is that enjoyment? Uh, like, how many? What I love it. enjoyment yeah. and also like an analytical? Nah, I love it. Yeah, I would do it even if I wasn't playing. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's good to watch other teams just to get sure. a, you know get an idea of how they're playing. But but I love I just love watching footy. Tell you what, rugby league guru would be nervous hearing that. Yeah, he would. You know, the rugby we league always say, "Geez, yeah. yeah. people yeah. watch every game." But Big Foz giving him yeah. a run for his yeah, money. Yeah. Mate, uh, as we uh, as we wrap up, uh, yeah. thank you very much again for coming on. We uh, we weren't sure whether you were aware, but you're currently, and we've sort of gone through the history books, the only grandfather to play in the NRL. Yeah. Oh, How's that Trevojevic feel? Trevojevic has tipped you up. How do you, thanks for that. How do you yeah. feel about you know, Poppy been, Foreign? We've calling you Poppy Foreign. Yeah. Poppy Foreign, yeah. And I know Jake and Tom have put you <laughs> up to this, so thank you. <laughs> Can we say Step? I am Step Poppy. Well, Step Poppy. Yeah. How do you, um, you know, what's, what's been a grandfather it's beautiful. like? It's beautiful. It's great. Uh, get lots of cuddles. Yeah. Yeah. Elbow patches. Are they yeah. coming out yet? Like you know, walking stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you boy got the body of a grandfather. I feel like it at times. Yeah. That's why I can get away with it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool, eh? Yeah. It is cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's, it's cool. Yeah. It's Especially because cool. you're still playing. Oh, I know. Like it's ridiculous. Yes. yes. Have yeah. you. Jake um, and Tom had a good laugh about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Turbo. Yeah, I'll bet. Now, this next yarn is from an absolute legend of Australian sport. Dual code international premiership winner Lottie Takiri, um, and basically during the, his initial rugby league run with the Broncos, when they won the comp, they were hot, hot shit, and basically the kings of of Brisbane, that they had unlimited drinks cards at certain establishments. I won't go into it anymore because that would be pointless because that's what Lottie's here to do. So I'm going to allow Lottie to take over from here and I'm going to stop talking. Does that sound good, Ed? Love that, mate. Well done. Great decision. We've been talking to a couple of uh, current footy players that have uh, been coached, coached by Wayne Bennett recently. Uh, yeah. That give you a little bit of insight into how loose the man can actually be. There's a couple of stories that have been retelling us about him coming into the bloody video sessions with the pan, with his pants around his legs just to sort of diffuse any tension in the air. Hey, was he was he loose when you were there in, in the early 2000s, mate, or has he got looser over time? Looser as he's gotten a bit older. You know, he's starting to lose his body. <laughs> when they paired up to him at times on the telecast, right, he's nearly asleep. <laughs> um, I don't think it's just a means to an end for him just watching footy. Uh, <laughs> No, he didn't. He didn't do too much of that stuff. I, he looks a lot more jovial now. I think some of the stuff he does is pretty cool. That one of the main things um, I've never seen. And I don't think a lot of people have seen him drink. But after we won the two thousand grand final, um, we're on our training ground. We making makeshift fire campfire. We're putting sort of stuff in. Probably not allowed, weren't allowed to do it. It was the Broncos, obviously, in, in Brisbane. So people turned a blind eye. He came down and uh, we're having a few beers, a few Forex goals, what have you. Everyone starts cheering him up, you know, neck of beer, neck of beer, neck of drink. Then uh, after a bit, he sort of sits down and lets, lets it go for a little bit. Um, blokes are up there at different times. Necking something for something stupid he did. Out of the blue, he gets up. He got someone 
he got someone to bring over some lemonade. So he's a shandy. <laughs> Whatever it was, it may have been three quarters lemonade a quarter for its goal. He's necked it. The boys are going up. <laughs> Sensational. <laughs> Haven't seen him touch a drop since, even before that. But the boys, boys were on. Everyone, everyone. I think Gordy went over and started picking him up. <laughs> he throwing him in the fire. So that was pretty. Have you get? Did you get? Was it? Were there some like odd experiences of when you're like the Brisbane Broncos in Queensland that you can just do within reason, like get away with fucking murder? <laughs> Oh, I, I, no, no, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Give us something, Lottie. Back in the day, which is never allowed now, I, I think I see the older blokes. Um, so sometimes I see Murray Daly different times. Blokes in the, in the 90s when they used to come to Brisbane. Um, when I first came in, we had an unlimited drinks card to a place called City Rose, which was in the city, which is now on the it was on the water. Um, so you could go in there after a game, order as many drinks as you wanted. Jesus. I remember going in with mates, boys, let's go. Five deep. Um, yeah. And then would they see you coming and just be like, oh shit, Lottie's rolling in with his boys. No, well, they they just see all of us rolling. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the whole side's coming in. Straight upstairs, um, which we, you know, I, I don't know if if that happens these days. But they were a sponsor. It was a approved sponsor. Um, so it was like, holy hell, <laughs> not fly these days, right? No. Did you have a physical card that said unlimited drinks? <laughs> It was a physical, and I reckon it was it was the laminated. Remember the old laminated? Well, I don't know if you blokes old enough. The laminated uh, IDs with y- your photo on it. Nah, we're we're that's before our time. At like our licenses were a little bit more uh, official, I think. Yeah, well, this is what was going on, <laughs> and then you know sometimes you just give it to your mate, go get get a few drinks, and just look over. Yep, yep, that's me. Uh, yeah, madness. Absolutely. That's living. That's like that's like, you know, if it, you ask like what could you dream of? It's like an, an unlimited Mate, a physical card. car with my photo on it yeah. that I can use for for Pierce whenever <laughs> I want is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, um but um Wayne's an old he's an old copper. Mm. So he he had uh he had the streets wired, mate. Uh, so had, there, so any you played up. You're in his office the next day, or like it, it, it work in your favour. It, it may have not. So you go straight to him, and then the press would know. So back in the day, they probably used to shut down a few things. I, I obviously didn't do anything crazy, mm-hmm. but all that menial stuff that journos pick up now, um, probably like a bloke peeing in the bush or <laughs> pain hus. And who, who who got in trouble the other week about? Stepping on his shoes last year. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Payne and Albert Kelly. Albert Kelly. Um, that just would have been, you know, come up here, let's have a chat about what happened last night. Wouldn't have been in the press, whereas now all of that stuff, if you're having a bit of a tiff with the missus, mm. 
Um, she's trying to tell you to go home, um, all that sort of stuff. You I can't mean, fart in public these days as a footballer without someone knowing about it. Well, you can, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be sadly. Yeah. Um, that, that's where where it is now. Yeah. I mean, they get paid a fair bit of money. I don't like how people say that. Like, well, they get paid a lot of money to, um, you know, you know, they they can't do anything anyway. You know, it comes with the territory. Fair enough, but they are human as well. Yes. Like, like they're young. Mm. 19-year-old is with his mates having a good time, right? And, and these guys are expected to live by society standards of 40, 50-year-old men. Mm. Well, just to be faultless as well, like there seems to be very little, uh, you know, uh, grace given to someone fucking up. It's like... Yeah, if you had a camera on you twenty four seven, and I certainly know that you and I would be in big trouble, huge trouble, so. huge trouble. In your early twenties, you know, late teens, right? Mm, definitely, or in your or in your early thirties, or in your early thirties, even your forties, Lottie, fifties. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you just get better at hiding it, mate. I think <laughs> <laughs> this next show, punters and dribblers, would have been my favourite. Well, actually, it is my favourite of the year, yep. comfortably. Yep, the great Ben Teo came in and. And he spins this yarn about how they used to go on rugby league oh, army camps, preseason army camps. I was giggling like a schoolgirl, like a schoolboy. I was giggling like someone who goes to school. Fucking terrific. You were giggling stuff. like someone getting a tertiary education. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I was giggling like someone getting a tertiary education, punters and dribblers. That's how fucking funny it was. Ben Teo, an elite yarns, yarnsman. Yarnman? Yarnsman? Yarn spinner. Yarn spinner. Best Yana in the Pittman. Business. Yeah, a Yana Pittman Rawlinson Pittman. <laughs> Take it away, Ben Teo. And what about the what about the player development side of thing? Because I imagine that would also be addictive, seeing like players get better and like you yeah. know, reach their potential and like, you know, maybe you're putting a bit of faith in someone to do something or to like yeah. step up and then seeing them do that. Yeah, it's one of those ones that it's never um it just never goes up and up. It just goes up and it drops. You know, and right. you've got to build them back up and it drops. And it drops. And it's just – and sometimes it becomes frustrating, but what I do know as a player myself is I was that. Mm. Yeah, I, I did those. I went up and I went down and mm. went up. So um, when you're a coach, you just got to have some patience with some guys. Um, but there's a point there where you've got to be ruthless too mm. and you just got to make a call for the team. In that first year that he gave you, like how long into it did you – like, did it take for you to be like, oh, I like this? Or, like, was there a period there at the start where you're like, oh, fuck. I'm not not one period where I thought, nah, I'm the same for me. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, it was like it was like you were saying. It was like once you got in, you just get in deeper and deeper and become pretty obsessive about it. Um, so the first team I took was that Colts side, and I took them and I was running them up hills in the offseason, and <laughs> we were wrestling, and it was just full-blown. And so – not seeing any results, it's preseason, but I'm just wondering how's this going to translate mm. into the rounds. So, yeah. um, but you never know. You never know if you're if there's more you can do. So sometimes because you, there's a point where you can't go past. Yes, you can train guys hard, but there's a point there where it gets crazy. Yeah. Mm. So you just got to go up and touch it, and then back off. <laughs> Otherwise, it gets detrimental. Yeah, it does. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, I imagine you've have you had those experiences as a player where you're like a coach has flogged you? Isn't Madge a tourist? Madge, yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah, he 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 was. There's some 
I think there's a park just around the corner here, Sydney Park. Yeah. Yeah. A, there was a yeah. lot of um, tough days there. That was sort of the first two weeks back from pre-season you'd run. Um, I think you'd run like a 3.5K time trial and then you'd have five-minute rest and do it again. You've got to be joking. Yeah, you'd do it again. And I'll never forget um, Isaac Luke uh, went on a Tri-Nations tour one time and he came come back and that was his first session. And oh I remember God. doing the 3.5K loop and not really seeing him. He was at the back somewhere, put on weight and five minute rest and, and doing the second one running him just seeing him laying in the garden <laughs> he, he had fainted in the garden and there was trainers putting uh, uh water on him but it was yeah i i'd done pre-seasons at west tigers i had done um four years at the broncos and i'd never seen anything like what we did at south sydney like that some of the stuff and you can ask all the players that were there who have been at other places, it was crazy. And so how, how like, how crazy? Is it, is it too much? Do you think it was too much in terms of well, what you're doing now? Tessie Pop, sorry. Too uh, much. Yeah, it was probably, uh, I had enough. Yep. Two years was enough for me. <laughs> like, and I ran <laughs> off to rugby and <laughs> Sam ran off too. So, yeah. yeah, maybe it was a bit much. But we got success. So yes. I'll always, always be thankful for him for pushing me to a place that I didn't know I could go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And now when you look back and your career's over and you've got a premiership and I've got friends that don't, mm. um, it was all worth it. At the time, I thought he was crazy. Mm. I yeah. thought he was nuts. I just, you know, the army camps, the, the long runs, the wrestling sessions, yeah. you know, three sessions a day getting in there at 7 a.m., leaving at 5.30 p.m., it was just... What's the dynamic like with player and coach in a situation like that where you're like, this motherfucker is trying to kill me? Yeah. Like, like, are you you still friends with him? Or is it a bit more, like, authoritarian? No, he was very much authoritarian. He was scary. Um, He was intense. And he could just fly off the handle, like, at (laughs) any any time. Um, So everyone was shit scared of him, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I think the only time I got angry at them in my second year, 2014, we went on a – 2013, we went on the most ludicrous army camp I've ever been on in my life. (laughs) It was run by the SAS guys. So it was like that show, but it was, yeah, full on. And then the second year, we went again, and it was bad again. And I remember sort of – packing up my kit and like fronting him and telling him that I'm fucking leaving. Like I've <laughs> had enough of this. Like if this is what footy's about, I'm out. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't need it, Barbara. And he sort of talked me off the cliff a little bit. But um, that was one time where I got to the point where I said, mate, you've gone bananas. Like no this one, is nuts. Yeah, no wonder Sammy Burgess won the show because he'd done it before. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. mate, this is yeah, a piece exactly. of piss. Easy compared to the magic. Except when he was stuck in that tunnel and he was getting, <laughs> like, I would have been dead. Is that like, the one you had to go underwater? Yeah, he went under. He, he was in the tunnel and he couldn't get out because of his shoulder. And he, ended, he was in there for like an hour. <laughs> like, I'd be dead Bruh, from I'd hate that. being claustrophobic. Yeah, 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 I'd die. I would You'd die. have a heart attack, I'd say. Are you, are all the boys talking like, sort of almost bitching in the background, being like, this is fucked? Or is it, are you trying to be as professional as you can and just well there's some guys that are trying to like yeah impress the coaches with their leadership skills and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. um I, i'm probably pretty good like if you're going on army camp for three days i'm pretty good for like a, a day and maybe a <laughs> night and then I, i've become very negative yeah. you know, yeah. especially when um 
yeah, you're being woken up at like you, you go to bed at one a.m. and you get woken up at three a.m. by oh. screaming soldiers telling you get the fuck up, yeah, we're done, right. you know, <laughs> get your kid on. And uh, I never forget this one where, yeah, I don't know, it's 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 a hard one to describe to get in people's head, but we we were in this big like factory, maybe where uh, shed like where they have um, planes and stuff. It was huge. And we sat in there and we sat in this room and we weren't, it was dark and we weren't really allowed to talk to anyone. So you had to sit there in silence and we're just sitting there and the guy comes out with two wheelbarrows of rice and he goes, he pours it out one wheelbarrow of white rice and one wheelbarrow of brown rice and he mixes it all up with his foot and he goes, separate it and walks (laughs) off. So you got a whole top dirty squad like down on like on their stomach, and we're just like I'm <laughs> separating like brown rice oh and white rice, and and like yeah for hours, right? And and then and then and then, and then um and then boom over the loudspeaker comes that song, um, highway to the danger zone. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's all right. Like, you know, I mean, like we're working hard here, separating. They give us a bit of music, fair enough. So, so start separating. Anyway, the song goes on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, and it just keeps going for like four hours. Oh my god! Dude. So we're separating this rice. Oh Danger zones going loud over the speaker. Oh no one's allowed to speak to each other, and I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? And we're looking around. I'm thinking, when's this going to end? And um, one of the boys was like, we all had gum. So one of the guys was chewing his gum. And anyway, this doors bust open and like four or five of these army guys come running in and grab one of the guys. And he's like looking and he's just grabbing by the scruff and pick him up and take him. So like we're all like looking around, you're like not allowed to talk. So we're like, so he goes and he's gone for about 40 minutes. Next minute he comes in like, they're dragging him in and he's covered in sweat and he can hardly walk. Oh. And I'm like looking, so everyone like swallows their gum <laughs> all at the same time and look, and then they grab another guy and take him. And they were just taking guys four at a time and bringing them back like the guys could hardly walk and they were just so fatigued. And I'm thinking, what are they doing to them out there? Next thing, they, they grab me. So they took me and they throw you in this room and you're in this dark room and there's four doors. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's four <laughs> doors. And then you can hear people like smashing on the doors and kicking the doors. So you're just standing in there like waiting for them to come in. And they're just trying to scare you. They're getting you really um, anxious. And then they end up grabbing you and they take you down and, and they got you in a lane. There's all these lanes and they got you in a lane and there's a rowing machine there. They say, get on the rowing machine. And they just say, row. And you just row and they go harder, faster, harder, faster. And they keep going, row, row, row. Then they get you on the chin-ups, doing chin-ups, push-ups. And they just smashing you to, like, you can hardly, like, move your arms. And then they throw you on the mat and they make you fight a fresh army guy. So, so your arms are, right? arms are gone, can't do anything. This guy like throws you on the mat and he's like choking you out and like got you in the headlock and you just, you got no energy to do anything. Yeah. And so yeah, that was pretty much it. I got choked out like three times and then I got, and then, and then I got grabbed and taken back into the 
the main shed and I come walking and like <laughs> that and drop down and then they take other people. And so you go back to separating rice. And you go and you lit, you go back to separating, <laughs> separating rice. rice. Yeah. And that was the night that kind of went from like 9 p.m. through to maybe 1 a.m., something like that. And then they took us uh, back to our beds and they let us sleep for about 45 minutes and then kicked open the door and said, get up, we're walking. So, Oh, my like, God. That, that's some of the stuff. That's the gnarliest done. fucking thing I've yeah. ever heard. Like, yeah. and I've, we've heard a couple of those. No, nah, but that was, that's, that was great. That's yeah. kind of like so <laughs> but fucked. Fuck, but like, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, I never forget the, the anger of being like choked out by this <laughs> military guy. I'm sure they felt sorry for us too, but you just couldn't do anything. Yeah. You were just so fatigued. You hadn't slept well. You hadn't eaten. And Are you rattled after that a little bit? Like when you're back in there separating rides, you're like, what the <laughs> fuck did I just go through? Well, you're just wondering. I think you're wondering like, what's next because mm. if we, we're at this point and you just got to imagine that song's still going. So it's loud. Like you can't really yeah. think. We're yeah. not allowed to talk to yeah. each other. Um, you're thinking what are the next few days? Where's Madge in all this? What's he doing? He was um, – I actually caught his eye because when I'm <laughs> literally getting choked and I'm getting choked, I kind of looked up and there was almost like a little deck up the like top. Like a viewing deck? And yeah, and he was a viewing deck. <laughs> oh, my God, he, and, <laughs> and he was uh, he was sitting on the viewing deck just watching guys get yeah, Watching and punished. drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's trying to – yeah, he's trying to learn something about you. So, mm, yeah, sure. are, are you gonna are you going to fight? You know, are you going to let this guy just bash you down there? What are you going to do? So – um, Hectic. Are they still? Are they common now? The army camps and footy clubs, or are they sort of? I, I think people are veering away from them. Mm. I think there was a time and a place for them, but I mean, every team's done them, and only one team wins the comp every year. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's a good point. Usually, the teams that you know have great academy systems, who have the best players, you know, who train well on a weekly basis. I think that's a little bit more important than you know, a three-day SAS camp at yeah. the start of the year. Next up, friend of the show, Harry Garside of qualified for a second Olympics fame. Fucking oath. He's going to go win a gold for the nation. Gold, 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 for the gold, gold. In the boxing, first train to do it. He talks about he has this thing that he likes to do where he likes to put himself in uncomfortable situations as part of, I think, personal growth. Then also I think maybe as part of like a when I'm uncomfortable getting punched by people – I can revert back to these uncomfortable challenges and, you know, again, I'm not a big athlete fucking self-development guy, so I don't know what I'm talking about. It's maybe better to talk, let Harry do it, but basically it involves nude, uh, nude, being nude on a beach. Correct. And yoga. Correct. I may do a pose. You said last time when we were on here, and I remember Tom told the story about you like to put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable, like you were oh, washing yeah. windows and stuff. What have you been up to lately? I've done Anything a, you want to share? Yeah, I've done a few good ones. Um, so like, I don't know how uncomfortable. Maybe this is probably a funny story. Um, I was at, I went to a nude beach. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love getting naked. I'm well, I've seen you in a zoot suit. He's got he's hogged up. It was <laughs> yeah. after a run or something. I'm like, yeah, I could see that at a nude beach. I sure. could pretty much see it anyway. <laughs> the Sunshine Coast. And I look up online where like where's it hidden nude beach? And, and I and I go to this beach. It's it's pretty early in the morning, maybe like nine o'clock. No one on the beach. I'm thinking, fuck, this is a bit quiet. Anticlimax. Yeah, anticlimax. So I'm, I'm sitting there, just got naked, just sitting there having a good time. And then like 10 Asian tourists, fully clothed, walking. I'm thinking, <laughs> I think I've got the wrong fucking beach. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I got the wrong beach. What? I'm messaging about the the people who helped me help me find the place. I'm like, oh, I think I got the wrong beach because they just dropped me off. There were two girls. They dropped me off and they went to another beach. I think about the fucking wrong bitch. Oh my god! So I'm just like dude. laying there naked. Asian tourists are walking past. I'm like, Fuck Were you at the wrong beach? The wrong beach? Well, we end up doing so. There was a smaller beach, like like the one across. So yes, I was at the wrong. Oh beach. Oh my yeah. god! I'm lucky it was early in the morning. Big sandy hog <laughs> just laying imagine, there. Fucking imagine getting done for like you know, indecent and just exposure. Or something yeah. Like yeah. That. Fuck, that's the last yeah. thing at the moment. Harry Garside's <laughs> found fucking mate. I respect. Naked. I respect you doing that. I remember me and Ella were there's a a nudist beach in like near Balmoral and I was like oh, we'll go down there nice day and she's like it's a nudist beach I'm like nah there won't be anyone down there get down there and it's fucking packed <laughs> like hundreds of nudists down there oh, and really? I was just like we're just walking around me and Ella and I'm like maybe looking for a spot to like perch up not get naked but like just get in the water and then I should be just looking at each other I'm like but like I mean going to a nudist me. beach and not getting naked it's kind of like yeah, you're drawing so much you're, you're drawing more attention to yourself than the Too dude much. with his dick <laughs> no, out no we like. were looking for like an area like there was you know a bit sort of quiet semi nude semi well just like not nude. Not nude, right? <laughs> We're on the wrong beach. And, but there was no part of me that's like, fuck it. No. Nah, not my cup of tea. Yeah, this, I, this, I get it for a Sorry, you go. Yeah, this month you're I'm hogged doing, up, so maybe that's oh, yeah. <laughs> this month I'm doing, um, is it colonic? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, I'm sort of running out of ideas. Like, there's a few <laughs> things on my list that I, that I really need to tick off, like stand-up comedy. Oof. I'm organising that yes. in November. That's going to be an absolute cracker because I'm, I'm. Can you let us know when you do it? <laughs> I don't Please think I'll be letting let anyone know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I've told all my we'll mates. We'll promote that, it on the podcast. I've, I've told all my mates in high school. They're like, fuck, make sure you let us know. We'll come. We won't even fucking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to all that. We'll be mates rock up. They don't fucking show any support. Like, no, exactly. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> mate of mine did it because he lost a bet. He like came last in his NFL fantasy. And. He did it in New York, but one of my other mates filmed him doing it. It was one of the toughest watches I've ever seen. It was. It was. <laughs> shout out Johnny Gate. It was appalling. It, and, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, you just go, like, you're, tr you're transported into the room when he's doing it. You're just like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Oh, my Have God. Have you boys ever done any stand up? No. No. No, no. We did something at the comedy club. We've which done like live events and shit, which like there's a, there's an element of like but that but that one it's, it's not like oh here's a joke I've written you yeah. know what I mean where it's like and it's on you but we were trying to make people laugh with true that was like a set yes we had a set I've never been more nervous but it <laughs> was life, like, it was it, it, it was like so the great cricketer friends of the show they did a live show at the comedy store we opened for them and this was when we were like this is a few years ago now like our audience is much smaller most people wouldn't have known who we were in the crowd. So you're not, like, doing a fucking something in front of your audience that knows you. Like, you've got a friendly audience there, so, like, they're going to already get all your shtick. So we were fucking bricking it, dude. Like, <laughs> couldn't sleep. Like, couldn't sleep the night before. I'm, like, laying on his couch, like, at four in the hour before we got to go do it, and I'm trying to fall asleep just to, like, get a couple of... Well, we're literally just fucking coming. We still hadn't, like, finished it. We hadn't written it, and but he was in radio at the night. time, so he was getting up at, like, three in the morning to go to work, so he had to have a nap, and I'm like, dude, we haven't written it. He's like, I need to have a nap. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, mate. We're up against it. He was writing it, rewriting it, and he he hadn't mentioned to me, but he was, like, shitting himself about the fact that we could bomb. I hadn't even considered that. He said this to me after. He's like, I didn't even thought it. I'm like, how the fuck did you not consider I that go, this isn't going to go well? I, I was like, I wouldn't. If you'd put that in my head, I don't know if I would have got up there. I'd have been like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm having a sickie. Nah. Like, thank Christ it worked. We got a couple of laughs early at the gate, but mate, if we didn't get those early laughs. It's ooh, like the baby. ultimate humiliation, isn't it? Like, yeah. that it's is hectic. Because like, no, no human wants to be embarrassed. It's like, yeah. that is the worst feeling. Yeah. And it is good. Like, I can see the element of like, 
putting yourself, I know you like to do it, like in these uncomfortable situations, there's very little that's like that socially uncomfortable in something like that where you're so exposed and like having a fucking, you just, it's, it's so obvious, the success and failure because the feedback is immediate and yeah. it's like, oh shit. If you play music, you know, like you're playing a song up there or something, like you don't really have a fucking idea if anyone likes it or not. You might know if people really love it, but if people hate it, it's a bit of a different story. Yeah. I saw one of the ones you were doing where you were holding like a yoga pose and I was oh, like, you that, couldn't yeah. have picked like a more fucked pose. <laughs> so <laughs> like, someone, someone said, it's a, called the frog pose and someone someone sent it to me on Instagram. It's like, I think it was We're going to put a picture of it in the YouTube. <laughs> yes, yeah, some yogi bear sent it to me on, on Instagram and was like, Apparently it's trauma release. I did that for like, so a minute and a half first day. It was 28 days, month of Feb. And by the end of it, I think it was 48 minutes. In my and that's class. what was wigging me out. I was like, doing it for a minute's fine. But that position for 40 minutes. <laughs> I was crying for some of it. Oh, there really? Some days where I was generally crying. Like where I was like, it is actually supposed to be apparently some like trauma releases. I don't, Maybe like it some, fucking hurts. Yeah, some spiritual <laughs> thing. But like there was sometimes I was like laughing, crying. Like I went through a whole range of emotions that month. <laughs> And like, wow. But I was trying to work out whether uh, there's a part of me that wants to get down to the ground and try and show you what it is. But <laughs> can you show me? You might as well. <laughs> and look, I'm getting your critiques. I might get it wrong. But like, well, he's in jeans as well. Yeah, it's sort of like this, right? Like, you're sort of like. Yeah, you're on your, on your, yeah, like, like that. that. Yeah. A little bit further in. Like as in your knees. <laughs> knees bring your knees in. under you. Yeah, knees under you. And then, yeah, but you got, you got jeans on, and then you're trying to bring your knees out as far as yeah. you can, yeah. And he's doing that, and I hope no one's still trying to do that. It's fucking... It wasn't exactly poetry in motion, but, like, I would have thought that might actually do you some damage. I was pretty stiff, and I was training, like, full-time at that time as well because I was competing in Europe, and I was, I was generally pretty stiff in my hip flexors, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Were you a bit like, okay, maybe let's not do one where I could fucking be injured? <laughs> you know, when you're in it, you're sort of just like, oh, I've, said I've, I've said I'm doing this. Yeah. It's so important, right? Like, I've always thought when we're the most unhappy or when I'm the most unhappy with myself, it's when you're not upholding those little promises you make for yourself. Yeah. And then anytime I'm ever unhappy or ever, anytime I'm ever flat, the next day I fast for 24 hours. It's like a little reset for myself because it's like I get my word back when I fast. It's a hard thing to do and you fucking do okay, it. Okay, so like if you if you haven't done what you said you're going to do, then you're like... Save I'm feeling flat. It's consistently over time. I'm going, geez, I'm feeling a bit shit. Like, and I don't know what's going on. The next day fast and it's like usually just a, such a reset because it's like I take power back and I've got my word back. To round us out... For this second best of episode of All Talk episodes this year, a lot of episodes in there, punters and dribblers, forgive me, is with Tim Zhu, who is actually a cool motherfucker. Very intimidating just because he takes people's souls for a living. He came in and spun a yarn about his brother Nikita, who was eating things overseas. I'll leave it there. Wild stuff. Uh, And also talks about his habit of... Posing in different NRL team jerseys. He sort of explains himself mm. there. He's almost a journeyman fan at this point. It's not, he's not almost one. He appears to be one. Yep. Tim Zoo, take it away, bro. What's it like having Nikita going around? Like he's, It's funny, I didn't know until obviously he came into the sort of no-limit stable and started yeah. fighting, but like, and with the utmost respect to him, didn't even know about Nikita, yeah, yeah. which I guess is probably his to his benefit from having you sort of in the limelight, what's it like having? He's a fucking animal, dude. The butch. The butch. We're, we're big butch. We're big butch guys. Yeah, he's yeah. a fucking. He's a big weapon. Butch yeah. guys. What's it like having him coming through? That must be kind of like a. Again, now you're on the family side of it. 
Are you are you a little more cold in that you're like it's in the boxing world? Or is it's it hard? hard to watch. It's hard to watch because uh, now I understand my family and what they go through. Yeah, it's nerve wracking, man. It's nerve wracking, and um, I've I've loved his progression. I mm. uh, remember when he when he just started and to what he is now. He's he's uh, he's a different. The confidence is different. He's, yeah. he's he's maturing into himself. Even the way he speaks, I feel like just from the outside perspective, he seems more comfortable in the 100%. media. Imagine he was he was an architect. Yeah, yeah, that's he was I drinking think. his red wine at night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was he was staying up all night, two nights. I remember three, two, three nights in a row, just nonstop studying and doing his uh, artworks and drawing pictures or whatever he used to do. And he had this red wine. He used to sit like this. <laughs> well, he's like <laughs> his red wine, yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, drawing his pictures, and um, from that to like not speaking to no one to like complete opposite. You're in a room. Fox Sports press conference, mm. Nikita Zoo mm. on the the headline, first pro fight. Yeah, so it's of course it's a intimidating and shocking moment. Yeah, but does he come to you and go like, I'm actually I want to come back into boxing? Like, how did he sort of? Man, I could. How did he, when did he put the red wine down, uncross his legs, <laughs> and I start see, fucking I could being see. an animal? Because he's always been like a, a low key kid. Um, he's never wanted a lot of attention on him. Mm -hmm. Um. But I wanted to. I wanted him to feel because I could see him starting to get in the ring. Uh, in training, I could see maybe a year before he turned pro that he's starting to train and he's starting to do stuff. And I could see Igor seeing put him on the pads for like a couple of rounds and see how he's like. And and then I said to him, Nikita, I go, come out, come out. As soon as the fight finished with Dennis Hogan, I said, come out to the ring to let him feel it. And then I think as soon as he felt that, he knew straight away. He's hooked. Architecture can go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You that can way. Come back to this <laughs> if wanna, you want yeah, to. I want to pursue boxing. Yeah, he's got some serious, serious power. Like, do you do you think that's his most valuable strength? Like at the moment, is just his ability to fucking knock people out. Aggression. He's got a crazy aggression. aggression. Yeah, but now it's becoming controlled aggression. Mm. I could see before it was just pure. Like a pit bull that bloke, mm. you know, just yeah. as soon as you see his blood, knives, just, that's, that's it, you know. Even back in the days, he used to do this stupid thing like, you know, when they, they do uh, the knife one. in the hand. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This guy thought it was a competition. How about how quick you can go, you know? I remember him having cuts and everything. <laughs> he used to love all that type of stuff, right. you know, and that's just, he's always been tapped like that. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little bit like I'm a screw loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I like the butcher for him then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's starting to make a lot of sense. He's yeah, fucking yeah. terrifying. You, I think I heard, was it him or you potentially um, when he fought on your Sydney card? I think the Tony Harrison fight, that you, you wouldn't, you don't want to fight on each other's cards again. It's just too stressful emotionally. For him, I don't know. For me, it was all right because I didn't get to watch it. Yeah, but for him, <laughs> yeah, it was all right for yeah. me. I was, in, I was in my van like driving to the fights and I didn't watch Nikita and then. I come out and Nikita's already won the fight, but I think for him, yeah, I don't think he, he enjoyed he didn't it. Enjoy no. it too much. No. Is it a similar thing with the like advice? I think do you give him much advice, or do you guys kind of let each other do? Yeah, I try to give him a little bit, but sometimes I don't want to like be like my dad. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like yeah, to be exactly. like my dad. Yeah. So I consider always put that into consideration, but I always say, man, you should just do this, man, if you want. This is how I I, I usually say this is how I feel better. Uh, this is what I do. I go, but 
see how you feel. Yeah. Obviously, when we're doing this, he's fighting Brubaker next Wednesday. Yeah. How do you think that'll go? Again, we probably we may or may not keep it in, but it's yeah, a bit think, like I think Nikita will smack him. Smack him, mate. Yeah. yeah. That Brubaker's been around for a minute, hasn't he? Like he sort of, and he went. He was out a few years out. Came back. You 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 knocked him, didn't you? Mm. Stopped him. Stopped him. And Nikita wants to try and beat you by a round yeah, or something. Yeah, shit. I reckon he will. <laughs> reckon he will? Yeah. Look, I think there are different paths. Rubaka's uh, yeah. got a kid, family. He's nice and relaxed. You know, he's a cowboy. He's got his long hair. He's yeah. living. He's living a, a good type of life. Yeah. You know? Nikita, on the other hand, he's tapped. He's hungry. He's young. Uh, the blokes in Thailand eating king cobra hearts. What yeah, is he? Cobra hearts and drinking their blood. What the fuck? He's just, the mentality is different. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? dude. <laughs> what do you well, talk me through that? God. Yeah, yeah. You're going terrifying. Two, when you got two people like that, <laughs> what are the chances? Who's going to win? You reckon? <laughs> well, I reckon the bloke eating king cobra hearts. Exactly. Yeah. What? Exactly. Talk me through the king cobra heart thing. What's what's? Well, that they about? found it. It's uh, I've, I've I've I would love to do it as well because my dad did it when we were in Thailand. And me and Nikita both watched it back when we were young. Um, but when he went to Thailand recently, he did it. And um, the reason for it is that when you prepare for battle, you have to have you, – you, people used to eat the King Cobra's heart to, to feel that King Cobra in them and drink the blood. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so Nikita's, Nikita's done that. And he said he felt this uh, – he said uh, – Feel this energy, really? crazy energy. And he's oh on, apparently he's on the flight back home, and he could feel this energy from the King Cobra. Oh, starts biting people. Yeah. Feel that. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, I terrifying. like that. I'll it's give it. Scary. I'm gonna give it a go next time I go to Thailand. I just didn't know about it. I forgot all about it. Where do you yeah. go to f- to to get your hands on some King Cobra heart? Like you got to go looking that shit out, right? Oh, it's just- a proper proper place. Oh, so you can just do that if you're over there. There's a place that doesn't, man. There's a place really? That yeah, and you 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 tease the snake. It's like an aquarium. You tease the snake, so it's just popping out all this venom, and then one of the guys grabs it, um, just rips the um, skin off first, and then gets the heart. And Nikita said the heart was still beating when you eat it. When he ate it, yeah. is that oh. is it a like is it a one is it a one mouthful sort of operation or is he have to? He said he chewed on it as well. Oh, I go, bro. He's a I different. go, man, I'll, I'll swallow the thing, but I'm not chewing on it. I Cobra heart. I tell you oh. what. Whoa. <laughs> Mate, uh, Anthony Bourdain is eating a King Cobra heart. Really? Yeah. Okay, so, so it's a thing. The King Cobra heart is- It's, it's a warrior mentality, apparently. All right. Yeah. All right. Maybe we need to get our hands on some, Eddie. <laughs> you and I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck, if it's good enough for Nikita, Kosha, <laughs> it's good enough for me. Shit, that is- what do, we, what do we do that before? Well, yeah. I mean, it has to- I mean, we don't have any. Four Oz tag division three on a fucking Wednesday night. Go there and play the game of my life. Right? Throwing up everywhere. <laughs> Got oh. that King Cobra in me, bro. Fuck me, dad. That is that's mental. wild stuff. But good knowledge. Yeah, good knowledge. That's that's that's. that's, that's knowledge I'm going to use Cobra. that. Yeah, I'll be taking that into my. Uh, but also considerations next week. Yeah, next week. <laughs> next Wednesday night. Yeah, that's right. Um, We've noticed, and I don't. Yeah, this is. It's great to have you to at least answer for yourself that you've got you've got yourself into a habit of wearing multiple NRL jerseys uh, in some photo opportunities, and like I'm not 
like we're Manly Seagulls fans and I've seen you down a, yeah. I've seen you in a photo with a few seagulls I've seen you in a photo with a couple of sharks maybe a sharks jersey on you know, Rabbitohs jersey one day like I mean what's what's going on here yeah man in all honesty I'm a Bunnies fan you're a Bunnies man yeah. Bunnies in New South Wales okay well that's yeah. good well yeah. New it's South half Wales good. is good it's half yeah. good yeah. so what's why are you wearing a sharks jersey why are you Manly Seagulls like I mean, if, if someone can't ask me to come down and like wear a sharks jersey I'll be like go fuck yourself man I, I said that to my media manager He's like, nah, man, this is, this is for the fight. <laughs> man, I go for the bunnies, bro. I go, people are paying me out now, man. I go, this is not right. I go, I'm humiliating myself. He goes, nah, nah, trust me, trust me. More pay-per-view buys. <laughs> Fuck around, man. That's fucking funny. Well, maybe. Yeah, so you're a bunnies, man. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's uh, another All Talk Best Of. Thank you to, for listening to these two episodes. Thank you for listening for all of them. Thank you for listening to any of the interviews we've done this year. Shout out to SEN uh, for being great partners on this little All Talk journey of ours. Although you didn't invite us to the Christmas party, um, which uh, is it's either an accident. Or there wasn't one. Or there wasn't one. Or it's one of the great Nabras Testy Pop of all time. And maybe, you know... Is telling of the He's year telling 2024. Of year 2024. <laughs> anyway, we're out here. <laughs> Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>